Hey there, blessed mamas. Okay, today's subject, I'm actually running solo on. This is Blair, and I just came back from an amazing meeting with an FBI agent as well as a um, detective for the Fort Lauderdale and Miami-Dade Police Department here in Fort Lauderdale. Our school hosted this. It was all about cyber safety, social media, electronics, and uh, students, children you know, from young all the way to college age. And it was so eye-opening. And there were things that I already knew that they talked about, and there were things that I'd never heard before. And I just thought it was so important that I came home immediately while this was on my heart and mind, and I immediately recorded. So it's me by myself. I know that Kelly probably has lots of great ideas and tips as well. She and I talk about social media a lot. We even did a podcast episode um, on here about TechWise, a book that we both really love. But I feel like what I learned today was digging a little bit deeper into internet safety. And I think it's really important because it was straight from an FBI's mouth. So the FBI agent works in the violent crimes department against kids and sex trafficking. Also, the detective from the police department that was here works in conjunction with the FBI on here specifically in South Florida, where I live, on violent crimes against kids and sex trafficking. So uh, one of the things that they started off this meeting with, and today what you'll get out of this podcast is everything that I heard, some resources to find. You can even click in the show notes to the links that I will share with you as well. And I want you, as you're listening to this today, to think, okay, what am I already doing really well in this department? give yourself a pat on the back because that's kind of what I did when I was listening. Like, yeah, I do that. Oh, I used to do that. I'm not doing that anymore. Okay. Wait, I need to implement that. So think about what am I already doing and give yourself some love for doing that. Next, what are you not doing that you hear on here that you can change? And then what are some things that you need to put into your brain as signals? And I'm going to give you a lot of those today. And then last but not least, what's some things that you can change and conversations that you can have with other parents that your kids are in that same friend group? And maybe even if you are part of a private school or even a public school, asking the school if they can get some local FBI agents that are specific in this violent crimes against kids and sex trafficking. Uh, departments to come in and speak to the kids because I don't know about you guys, but my kids listen to other people way more than they listen to me. And hearing somebody from the FBI tell stories about eight-year-old kids, 12-year-old kids, 14-year-old kids, a lot of times sex trafficking is not what you think. It's not somebody snatching somebody from Target. Yes, that does happen, unfortunately. But a lot of times it's a connection that's made through some kind of social media or online gaming that then moves into something a little bit deeper. Then they have this person that's giving them attention. They don't even know it's an adult until later in the relationship. So they cultivate a relationship with them. Another really big thing that I have learned a lot over the last two years about sex trafficking is it's not usually taken situation again. It's quite often that they thrill these kids and they they develop a really awesome relationship with them. They give them gifts. They take them out on boats. They take them out in fast cars. They take them to parties, but they don't give them drugs or alcohol in the beginning. They get them to become friends with them and think that they're great guys or great girls. And then they start to um, you know entice them like, hey, we're going to go out on a yacht for a couple of days. Why don't you come with us? And now at this point, that boy or girl thinks, well, they've never put me in a compromising position. They've never given me a drug or alcohol. They're my friend. And they go out on that boat and then they get drugged and then they get taken out of seas, out of the American soil. And now they are have already been put on the black market. They didn't even know it. And they're taking them out on the boat, drugged to somebody that they're meeting to sell them. Okay. I know this is very scary. So I just want to start with 
take a deep breath because me even talking about this, like my eyes are filling up with tears. It is so freaky to me. And what I don't want this podcast to do is to scare you or frighten you into never letting your kids have anything, into never letting your kids go anywhere. No, we need to be aware. We need to talk. We need to have open communication and we need to have boundaries and rules, which I think is a really hard subject. I know for me, I have an 18 year old, 16 year old. I want a relationship with them. I don't want them to never tell me anything and not want to be around me because I have all these rules and regulations, but at the same time, I want to protect them and help them and show them what's out there. So I'm just starting with that because it's really important, I feel like. So one of the very first things that the FBI agent asked us was, do you check your children's passwords? Um, Do you have all their passwords? Do you have their passwords for their Xbox or their PlayStation? Do you have their passwords for their iPad, their computer, their Apple Watch, their phone? Do you have all of those passwords? It's so important, especially if anything does ever happen to your children. That's the first thing the police are going to ask for. So make sure you have all their passwords. If they resist you on that, who's paying for these items? Is it you? Then you take them away. This is hard. This is the hard part. So there's going to be some hard things today. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. But if they're not willing to give you the passwords, they're not willing to have the responsibility of having the thing. doesn't mean you're going to be checking it all the time and, and make sure they know that too. But that was the second question she asked. Are you doing regular check-ins on your children's social media, on their phone, on their computer, on their Xbox? You need to randomly be checking. And I will tell you, we were so good at this when our kids were in middle school. Um, But since my kids have gotten a little older, I have not been as good at regularly checking. And you don't want them to know when you're doing it. So what we used to do is set up timers. My husband and I would. We would have one for like Tuesday night, one for Thursday night, one for Saturday night. And we would just go out and like check their stuff while they were asleep. Well, now my kids stay up later than me. So I think this is probably, to be honest with you, why I have never really, or not never, I shouldn't use that word, why I haven't been doing it on a regular basis lately. Right now, I usually check it when I start to find that they're, you know, showing up with a little bit of attitude or they're acting different or they seem like they're angry, then I might go and check it. But I'm going to start going back to setting these timers and um, being able to really make sure that I'm checking in regularly. So um, also taking away their phones, their tablets, their computers at night. This is something that Ryan and I do. And let me tell you something, we've been doing this for a long time and we still fight with our kids about this all the time, okay? No electronics in their room. All the iPads, the phones, the computers have to be out on the kitchen counter by 10 p.m. If they're doing homework or something later, like on the weekends, obviously they go much later than that. Um, So if it's later than 10, like maybe they're out or they're it's the weekend and they want to play Xbox late or they want to be on their phone late, whatever. Um, they just have to have it on the counter before they go to bed. And if we catch them, if we catch their iPad or their phone or anything like that in their room at night, they get in trouble for that. So um, another idea in is that you can shut down the Wi-Fi at night. I don't know if you guys know this, but you can do that. And it's actually really healthy for you. You could set like, you know, from 11 p.m. to 7 a.m. that the Wi-Fi is off. That's always another idea if they're not going to listen to you and obey. But in our house, all we have a whole... Um, charging station out in our kitchen. And so that's where everybody's electronics have to go. So I'm going to be checking um, phones again and getting, don't tell my kids, I'm going to be getting back to this regular routine of checking their phones, checking their computers, checking their iPads um, during the, I'm going to have to do it early morning because this convicted me today and made me realize that I haven't been doing it because I don't stay up late anymore. So I'll just do it at 5 a.m. because they're always asleep at 5 a.m., right? Um, Another one that they talked about, they told this story about an 11-year-old girl here in South Florida last week, literally in my neighborhood. So I'm going to tell you guys that story. But it all happened from a game called Roadblocks. So a lot of times kids have these games and there's options to message with people inside of the games. And I didn't even know that on some of the games that my 
kids had when they were younger, like Fortnite and those kind of things. I mean, they are really horrible. And you've got to make sure you know that your kids are messaging with people that they're playing with. So this girl was playing a game called Roadblocks. She's 11 years old. And um, her mom, she actually shares a room with her five-year-old brother. Her mom uh, woke up that morning or put the girl to bed at nine o'clock at night, went back and checked on her at 11 before she went to bed, kissed her and her brother goodnight, went to sleep, woke up the next morning to get ready to get them ready for school, went to check on her daughter and uh, she kept calling her name. She didn't get up. She went into her bed, pulled back the covers and there were pillows underneath the covers, like our worst nightmare, right? So the mom starts freaking out, calls the police. They start looking. Um, and I did see, it was so interesting. She said, did you guys see all those helicopters last week? And I did. I didn't know what had happened. So this is what happened. What uh, The 11 year old girl left in the middle of the night and even left her phone and a bunch of stuff had been cleared off of her phone. You could tell she deleted a bunch of stuff. So again, somebody had to be feeding her that information. They also uh, found her backpack at um, about two miles north of here. And in her backpack was this like Halloween cat suit. And they asked the mom about it. And the mom said, oh yeah, that was her Halloween outfit from last year. And they said, well, where would she have gotten that from? And the mom said she would have had to have dug up in our attic because we put our Halloween costumes up there. So the girl had been planning it. Somebody had been putting it into her mind. So this is so interesting, right? And so they found out that it was this guy on Roblox who she thought was a teenager. Again, most of the time they do. He was actually an adult. He was giving her attention. She wasn't getting a lot of attention at school. She was having some issues with other girls. He was kind of feeling that need for her, making her feel beautiful, making her feel special, telling her she doesn't need those little girls. You know, he, she needs to hang out with older people that would appreciate her more and that they were going to go to some party together. 11 years old. Okay. Thank goodness the police found her, but that's just an, an easy example that literally happened a week ago. Right. Um, another really great tip that they gave us is never calling out your kids names when they're on, when they're playing any online game. So if your kids play Xbox, PlayStation, switch, any of those things, online gaming, don't call out their name while they're playing because then the person that they're playing with knows their name and make sure your kids users names are not their names as well. Okay. Um, another app, uh, that's a messaging app. It's called Telegram. It's a really bad one. Discord, um, Kik, K-I-K, Snapchat, and TikTok. TikTok is actually right now one of the biggest human trafficking sites because they use things like flashing fancy purses, jewelry, amazing trips, fun parties, being like an influencer. And they'll flash these things and then they get the kids to start following them. They say, you want these things, you got to do this or that. And um, this is really a big thing. So make sure that you're staying aware. Again, like my kids, you know, we've tried to keep Snapchat away from them for so long, but this year as a sophomore and senior, most of their friends communicate that way. They don't text message anymore. They definitely don't Facebook message. That's so old school. They don't really even Instagram message anymore. They really use everything through Snapchat. And so her point was, okay, I get it. You're probably not going to all take that away from your kids, but you need to have their login and you need to let them know, you know, all these different things that are possible that could happen to them so that at least you're there, right? And you, this is a really Really good analogy that she gave us to use with your kids. Why do we lock our house at night? And let them answer that. Why? Because we want to keep ourselves safe. So you need to lock your social media. And by locking it, that means you check your privacy settings. You make sure that you have them not turned on. You know, with Snapchat and TikTok, they can literally see coordinates of where you live and where you are. So making sure that location services are turned off, making sure that um, they turn off their phones at night so people can't get in there, making sure they change their passwords frequently. 
Um, she also talked about a situation where, uh, and this happens a lot lately, where they do online enticement. So there's two things that, that these pedophiles or people generally do. They do online enticement and they do sextortion. So online enticement means that a child meets the adult online sorry about that. The child meets the adult online, seems pretty innocent, and then it turns inappropriate. They start grooming them. They start talking to them uh, sexually, and then they end up meeting up. That's called online and enticement. The other one is sextortion. That is where they start pose. They start in the beginning, usually as posing as a minor. They manipulate them into sending pictures and then they start to blackmail them. They use scare tactics like now I have these pictures and if you don't keep sending me one every single day, then I'm going to take these pictures and blast them all over Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram. All your friends are going to see, your parents are going to see, people are going to be mad at you, you're going to get kicked out of school, all these different things, right? They do them to boys and girls. And there have been so many lately, actually, even with males. And they scare them. They blackmail them. One phone that they collected from a guy that was doing this um, to a girl who finally told her parents, he had over a thousand pictures from her because he was manipulating her so bad and making them feel so guilty and so bad and so scared that they send a picture almost every day and they tell them what to do. Like some were even coercing kids. One guy had 12,000 pictures on his phone of different children all over the United States that he was doing this sextortion to. And he would tell them, if you don't send your pics, I'm going to send these to other people. So start looking for behavioral changes in your kids. Remind your kids that they're on games chatting to say, um, if people say things like, let's go meet on Instagram Messenger or let's go re meet on TikTok or here's my info, follow me here. Teach them to not do it, okay? They don't really know who that person is. Uh, making sure that all location services are turned off, making sure map is turned off on Snapchat. Fortnite. There was a 41-year-old predator here in Miami that got like, I think it said he had like 60-something kids um, that he had pictures of. And he would send pictures to young adolescent boys of naked girls. And so they thought it was a young girl. And then they would send pictures back. Here's some things to look for in your kids. Anger, depression, anxiety, suicidal, gifts. If they're getting like really expensive gifts and you don't really know how, that's probably an adult giving it to them. And what can parents do? We can educate ourselves. We can learn about the apps before we let our kids have them. We can have clear rules and boundaries on social media. Where can they be when they're using it? How long? When? Total access to passwords. Approval of every app or every person that they add to their phone. Random checks like I was talking about earlier talking to your kids often, making your child partner with you um, to, you know, make sure you get this information out. And then what do you do if it does happen? Okay. Um, so I think, oh, actually, before I even get to that, because I'm going to share some resources for you, I want to share one more thing um, that the FBI agent shared about who looks at social media, right? Parents look at it, colleges look at it, teachers look at it, strangers and predators look at it, but future employers. And when these kids, and I know you guys know this, but it's so important to talk about again and again with our kids. Our kids think that they put it up on Snapchat and then it's gone and it's gone forever, but it's not. And, you know, there are ways to get those pictures back. Forensics and the police departments use them. FBI agents use them. And guess what? Employers hire cybersecurity companies to find them. So when your kid gets out of college and wants to go get a job, that's it. Okay. So it's very, you know, it's very scary and I know it can feel very overwhelming, but I want to share a couple resources with you guys. Okay. Um, I will put them in the show notes as well. 
One of them is fbi.gov slash how we can help you slash parents and caregivers protective, protecting your kids. So again, it's a very long um, URL and you can find it right inside of our show notes. But on that page, what I wanted to share with you is um, that there's a couple of things that you want to make sure. Number one, put in your phone 1-800-843-843. 5678. That's to report an online child sexual exploitation. Okay. The second thing is if you ever um, feel like you need to contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, it's 1 800 The Lost. Okay. Another really great app is the FBI Child ID app. The Child ID app allows you to store photos and vital information about your child so you can quickly share it with the security or police, right? You hear about people saying, um, you know, well, what was your kid wearing today? Like, I can't always remember that. Can you? So it's, and we're not going to take a picture of our kid every day as they walk out of the house, right? So this allows you to keep data and photos that are stored only on your mobile device. They are not shared until you choose to send the information to authorities. You can download this app on the app. App Store or Google Play. Again, it's called FBI Child ID App. And that's a great spot to keep those things too. On that page as well that I'm going to be putting up, it has a National Sex Offender Registry where you can go and see uh, where sex offenders are in your area. It has online risks like sex sex torsion, so you can explain it to your kids. It talks about safe online surfing program. And it also talks about human trafficking, gangs, and drug abuse and addiction. It's just a great resource for you to have. And then the next one um, is actually called missingkids.org slash netsmarts, N-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-Z. And this has all kinds of one-page sheets that you can print out and talk to your kids about. Like, for example, um, gaming safely. Okay, you can print that out, talk about it. Who is a trusted adult? You can print that out, talk about it. Cyberbullying. You can print that page out, talk about it. Uh, Guide to smartphone safety. How to use your NetSmart tips for teens. Social media safety for teens. Protecting your kids online. Tips for tweens. You sent a sex text, a sexting text. What now? Talking to teens about sexting. These are all different one-page, really awesome sheets that you can print out, and they're valuable resources for you to share with your children and to just inform them more. Now, I'm going to say, What did you learn today that you're going to implement? Share it with us. This is a very important subject. Second, what are you going to do with this new information that you learned? I hope first you're going to talk. If you have a partner or spouse, you're going to talk about it with them. Decide what you're going to do. Second, sit down with your children. Third, what if you had maybe once a semester or once a quarter, a little meet up with other parents and their kids to talk about this stuff? It is so important to be in a community of other people, whoever your kids are hanging out with, to be in communication with those parents, to all be on the same page, makes life so much easier. I've had so many discussions and some of my kids' friends' moms, some of you are listening, I love you so much because you're willing to listen. You're willing to say, okay, yes, let's all have them use this one app and say no to this other app. Like what a blessing that is when you guys can raise and lift up your kids together and be on the lookout for each other, right? And not just be worried about your kid only, but being being um, able to think about 
you know, everybody, right? And and having everybody's best interest in mind, not just your kids. So I hope that this was helpful for you today. You'll find all of those resources on the show notes. If you have more tips or ideas, please share them with us. And we would love for you to join us in our free community, Blessed Mama Bosses. You can find that at blessedmamabossesgroup.com. It will take you straight to our free Facebook community. And if you ever want to reach out to us privately, you can find us on Instagram at blessedmamabosses underscore or on Facebook at facebook.com slash blessed mama bosses, or you can always just send an email to blessed mama bosses at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. So I hope you have a great day, make it a great day for others. And please share this out. This is such an important topic for anybody who has kids for all the way to adult. You know, I really think it's such an important thing for us to share and it's constantly changing. So this was recorded in October of 2022. Next year, we might have to make a whole nother one about even more things that are happening. So please share this now and let's get this information out to help others, to help their kids, to help maybe nobody have to go through this in their home.